Hi Tom, hi Steve. Ich wünsche euch eine tolle Show. Vielleicht kann ich bald meinen Senf dazugeben. Welcome everybody to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Piles. And we're back. We're back, baby. After, it's got to be the longest hiatus we've had yet. A- absolutely. Do but you know why we had a hiatus? I, you know, honestly, I thought it was because of technical difficulties. Like we couldn't get a good recording system down. That, that is 100% accurate. Yeah. But yeah. we had but the Skype thing. Well, we did, uh, yeah, so far. We'll see. If this, if this is, if you're listening to this Monday, then the <laughs> Skype thing worked. Uh, yeah. Um, and if you're not listening to this, I can say whatever I want. <laughs> what is it that you want to say? What is, when you say whatever I want, what is that? Pork chop sandwiches. Mm, with applesauce. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could have said anything in the world and I said pork chop sandwiches. Yep. So I think it's notable to... Uh, Say that we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, if you didn't already know that, <laughs> now you do. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I've retreated the bunker. I'm now in the outpost. Ah, I like it. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I'm in the outpost quarantining myself from my family. Yeah, well, it's the outpost, but it is definitely still pimped out. I can see it from behind you. There is a certain iconic poster on the wall. There is a iconic movie playing behind you. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, let's just say that uh, I know how to quarantine. Uh, yeah. Hold on, let me. There it is. Oh, hey. Yeah. So what? What's funny is like so I'm I've moved out of the house. That's because we work in a high risk place. So I've moved out of the house and I've moved into the outpost. And so I had to go shopping for myself. This was like. <laughs> I haven't had to shop just for myself in a very long time. For an extended period of time, I'm going to be here. <laughs> well, presumably. And um, so I started filling the shopping cart. And so I've got like peanut butter Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. I got uh, Pop-Tarts. I got <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I got uh, Dr. Pepper. And uh, I tried to be legitimate and get some Cheerios. Oh, right. Yeah, because that's the healthy choice. <laughs> But I got like little microwavable pizzas. <laughs> it's all frozen burritos and bacon. That's yeah. I did have a lot of bacon today. Yeah, ton of bacon. But uh, anyway, it it I got a chuckle out of it. I have to uh, I have to try and make light of quite a bit of stuff now because you know not living at home, not being with the family, and yeah. kind of stuck. Like I'm sure the bright side's gonna lose its shine soon enough. But yeah, I've always been like. You know, when when I was leading up to this, there was a little bit of preparation, like mentally preparing right. myself. Like I might have to be away from my family for a long period of time. And then I'm like, oh, I, I can play some video games. And <laughs> I could catch up watching some TV shows and I could watch some movies. And, and then my wife was like, why are you rushing out of that house? What? <laughs> why are you taking okay, all this I stuff? Love you. Oh, okay, yeah. I love you. <laughs> As I'm peeling my tires, leaving. No, it was... Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, so they've been uh, they've been pretty good about it, and they've been quarantined for 
almost four weeks now. And so if, if they get it by it, I mean the coronavirus, everybody, uh, if they get it, then, uh, Not the, that's no. what's coming next or the jive fever <laughs> or the jive Turkey yeah. or the roasted too. Turkey. Anyway. Uh, yeah, if, if they got it, it would be me bringing it to them. And since, since we work in such a high risk place. Yeah. I think we all have the sense of it's not if it's when, right. Uh, which is depressing, but you're going to have to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, uh, luckily that we're kind of, I guess at the right, the right age, we're not at that tipping point yet where I guess there's 80% of the people that have died from it have had certain characteristics that neither of us exhibit. So. Uh, Speak for yourself, Kimosabi. I'm right in the young range of it. How they said the old people and the young people have to be careful. I'm very young at heart, so I figured my heart is vulnerable. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, well then, I guess you're dead meat. I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> What's crazy though is uh, I just watched uh, Dawn of the Dead, the uh, 1978 version of Dawn of the Dead, yeah. and so then I come to the outpost here, <laughs> and it's like abandoned buildings it's just it's a place that should normally be like full of activity right now and there's just nobody it's have it's you, crazy it's just like living through the apocalypse have, have you gone to the roof to check out your like like lines of sight <laughs> you know your your avenues of escape or ingress or any you know like where they're going to come from when the hordes start swarming yeah i'm pretty good where i am in a cement building with locked doors Right, if, right. If it's the Dawn of the Dead zombies, the shambling, like push your way past them. Yeah. But yeah, that's if it's you know, like the that's twenty-eight easy. days later zombies. The remake Dawn of the Dead zombies. Those were the freaky ones. Yeah. They had one of them without legs doing like freaking monkey bars going across to grab people. <laughs> it was badass. Yeah. Anyway, I hope it's the original Dawn of the Dead zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can feel that. Yeah. Corona. What's or going on with you? One million. Well, let me tell you all the ways my life has changed because of this. <laughs> oh, it's unrecognizable. Yeah. All I can do is uh, go get Little Seed Pizza, which I did, and play some video games, which I did, and go to work, which I do, and then come home, which I do. Okay. That's so if that tells me anything, you're yeah. completely prepared for the apocalypse I, I you know i've been prepping for this for a while and i didn't even realize <laughs> it. it was weird uh but so, yeah it, it's, I've, I've told somebody i was like at first i thought it put a smile on my face and it made me really depressed with when i realized this whole thing has changed my lifestyle not i'm not gonna say not at all it's actually improved it slightly because my morning commute <laughs> is now quicker you know rush hour is not quite so bad <laughs> um there's fewer people at work to have to deal with. There's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sick, and I don't. And as arrogant as it sounds, I, I'll say it out loud. Whatever, knock on wood. I don't think I'll be sick because I never get sick. So. Mm, yeah. Until you do, and then you're dead meat. Yeah. Well. Well. Whatever. That's your opinion, man. <laughs> oh, so um, geez, if we're just coming back after a hiatus of like eight months. Yeah, at least. Maybe nine months. Probably, I could check. Anyway, yes. Yeah, nine months. Yeah, good. <laughs> maybe, just maybe with this free time I have quarantining myself, I'll be able to sit and meticulously edit the, <laughs> the missing podcast. Oh, yeah. We, we, 
yeah, people don't realize we do have one in the bag that was what? It was up for like a hour, a, a cup, a little bit. Yeah, till it was and discovered they, that it was all askew. Which I think could be fun. I, I didn't hear it, so I guess I don't know. No, it seems like been... it could be entertaining for at least a second. <laughs> no. <It's, laughs> I mean, it's entertaining because it's us, but uh, you don't know what anybody's talking about from one second to the next. And it gets worse. Like, it mm. starts off pretty good. It starts yeah. off fine. And then once it goes off the rails once, it starts getting really bad. <laughs> we actually have another one up still. It's like that a little bit. It's still skewed. It's because, um, well, for anybody, just as an explanation, we were using Google Hangouts to record our podcast, and Google Hangouts decided that they were not going to accommodate us anymore. Actually, the technology that they were using to make it so we could do it kind of shifted gears. It changed a little bit. So now we, we well, back last summer, we tried a couple of different programs, and nothing was cutting the mustard. Mm. And so we've kind of settled on Skype. Yeah. And again, if you're listening to this, it worked. Hey, if you're listening to this, if you're not, well, you're a weird magic warlock. And pork I chop don't know sandwich. How, pork chop sandwiches. So uh, let's let's switch gears here. Let's talk about what you want to talk about. You said that you had something that you wanted to chit chat about. Well, I, I well, I'll tell you my original idea, and I don't think it's going to work. But I'll just tell it to you. I figured, apropos of the times that we live in, we are now living in a um, entertainment Sahara, you know? Like, all these things that were supposed to be coming out were not coming out, right? All mm-hmm. these movies and TV shows are getting delayed. So I thought, oh, what if we found a list of all the things that got canceled? And just based on the the title, we'll say what the synopsis is and what the movie's going to be. Okay. I can, do, I can hang. The problem with that was... The title tells you everything about it, and everybody knows what these movies are anyways. But Well, there are a couple movies that are being released online almost exclusively. There's uh, Disney did um, their Onward movie, uh, like a dual release, because it was kind of hitting the theaters right as things were getting shut down. So there was some box office, um, but then they, they, they moved it all, almost all entirely online. You could get it pretty quickly online. So... This one thing that's really crazy is um, some of these movies that are coming out online only. Th- their box office scores are going to be totally crazy. Like, oh, yeah. uh, Trolls, um, Trolls World Tour, which is the the sequel to Trolls. That was one. If that landed in theaters, that was going to make millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And they decided to release it online instead. Right. So you can actually just go to Amazon Prime. And buy the movie now, and it's a jacked up price. But see, yeah, and I saw that with some stuff where it's like we're not we're gonna we're gonna make it available right off the bat. Like I think they said Frozen Two. I, I can't remember some of these bigger movies were gonna be like right off the bat you can buy them. Yeah, I'm like, and that but that be the only way you can see them. You can't see them in the theater, obviously. So I'm like, great. I got a choice between not watching it or paying double, if not triple, what I would pay to just go to see it in the theater. True, except. <laughs> but now I get to own it. Unless I don't like it. I was like, well, now I own this stupid thing, and that's great. I, I wouldn't have wanted it anyways. Look at it this way. No. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> well, my family, when we go to the movie theater, we're spending 50 bucks minimum. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's minimum for us to spend 50 bucks. It's usually more like 60, 65 bucks for us to go to the movies, buy all, all of our tickets, buy all of our concession, and then we sit in the theater. And I'll 
tell you that that experience to me is worth the $65 to be able to go to the movie theater, sit in a movie theater seat and eat ridiculous snacks while I'm watching it on the big screen with the big sound. Yep. I, that's worth the money. But if I spend 20 or $25 for it on Amazon prime, I've got a pretty good sound system. I've got a pretty big (laughs) TV and I've got really comfortable couches and then I can eat whatever I want. It's, it's kind of a trade off, but if you give me the choice, you tell me you have the ability to make your own Mike and Ike's, you know, your own juicy fruits. Yeah, you can't. Holy crap. I need to watch movies at your house. Hey, it's 2020, man. <laughs> no. I just hit the uh, Mike and Ike button on the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, it spits it out like ice cubes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's a trade-off because I don't spend as much money. I have the convenience of getting up and using the hit and pause, using the bathroom, popping my own popcorn, you know. It's... It's one thing to do it that way, but any day I would go to a movie theater. I would yeah. much rather go to a movie theater and experience it that way. I've always said the same thing. Anything big budget, you know, with special effects and explosions and all that. If it's got lasers, I want to see it in the theater. Um, but I've seen stuff in the theater where I regretted it. Like, it's like, okay, this is a movie that was decent, but I totally would have rather seen it at home with, like, where I could concentrate or maybe pause it and take a piss and not have to worry about anything or something like that. Like almost any kind of drama, most comedy. Like, Well, I guess my thing that I can add to that is those aren't the movies that I would have normally gone to see in the theater anyway. Right. And, and the reason why, I mean, yeah, I do like to see it on the big screen. I do like to have the big sound, but you know, quite a big portion of it is the fact that it's nostalgic for me. Like yeah, my yeah. parents, when I was growing up for, you know, what it's worth back in the day, you had, you had to get a newspaper. You had to open up to the entertainment. Oh, I absolutely remember that. Oh yeah. You had to, you had to look at the movie times. So like my dad would get the paper, he'd open it up and he'd say, pick a movie, let's go see it. And you know, I'd, I'd pick of course, something like the empire strikes back or, you know, Raiders of the lost Ark or something like that. I'd, I'd pick a, you know, an action packed movie to go to the, you know, to actually go sit in the theater. And that's how you saw movies back then. Yeah. Um, you know, that that actually reminds me. Did we ever do, we never did this, I think it was an idea we had once of disappeared moments, like things that you'll never experience again, that you used to experience all the time growing up. Surprise, that's our topic today. All right. Hey, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like that, that viscerally, when you talked about getting the paper out, opening it up, finding the movie section, looking at the times, looking at the different theaters in your area. Like, God, we did that every week. Yeah. Me and my friends, my brother, my parents, you know, we we do that every time we went to the theater. All right, get the paper out. What's the time? Never again. That will never happen again. No, not like that anyway, because, I mean, you still open an app on your phone and buy oh, your yeah. tickets online and, you know, get to the theater just in time to see the movie. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it was a big deal for us to go. And you, you'd go and you'd time it and maybe you'd go eat at McDonald's or something. You know, that was when you were a kid. That's what you're excited about. But. and then uh you know go go to the movie theater and stand in line and get your junior mints your popcorn your soda and then you'd go sit in your seat for a half hour waiting for the movie and that half hour waiting for the movie felt like three days yep oh god yes (laughs) you're like you're watching i mean the previews could have been cool maybe but usually you're there way before the previews even started if you had a dad like mine yeah like just as an aside we had this there was a period of at least 
five years or so. I don't. I want to say where we would go to theater with friends of the family. So like me and my dad, my brother, my mom, and then those two with their two kids. So like eight of us would go, and we would have to coordinate it. And it got to be the point where they would be late because of the dad, Ugh. my dad's friend. He was always late. Yeah. So we got there, you know, wanting to see the previews. Not lucky if we saw the first part of the movie. Like I remember missing the first part of like Lethal Weapon Two. I remember missing the first part of. Uh, there's a bunch of movies. Like I just remember missing the first part of a bunch of movies. If uh, I want to say Terminator Two, like there's there's it's just so my dad finally had the bright idea. We're gonna tell him it starts a half hour earlier than it actually does, so we'll actually be on time. And it worked for whatever reason. It always worked. That's awesome. Like he didn't look at the time himself. He didn't. He's like, oh wow, hey look, we made it. Good thing we had these. Like he just figured, oh they started be playing trailers or something like that. Like he just didn't. Where I was like, yeah, cool, wow, look at that. We can see the beginning of the movie. This is amazing. Uh, if I ever, like, if for whatever reason, I had to do, like, a, a a bio for, like, a dating app or something like that, my bio would 100% say, must be on time for the, I have to be in the theater <laughs> for the trailers. Yep. I could, I mean, could you be in a relationship with somebody that does not care about being there for the trailers? How big are her tits? In this scenario, they are, oh, I don't know. They're They're a C cup. C-cut's pretty good. Yeah, I could forgive that for a C. <laughs> okay. All or right. a B-cut. No, I'll, I'll take that. Not or even... <laughs> if you give me a hologram of a woman and she makes me late to the movies, I'd still be okay with it. Anyways. <laughs> How about a pillowcase? That's gonna... Yeah, an anime... A giant body pillow with an anime figure. Bitch, you're making me late again! <laughs> uh, don't start crying now! Yeah, that's funny. No, uh, I lucked out. I lucked out to marry somebody that's a as passionate about seeing the trailers as I am. I would name it. <laughs> yeah. Now, what would be on the backside of the pillowcase? Besides me. <laughs> a lot of stains. <laughs> Someday somebody would come up with a black light and be blinded forever. <laughs> uh, it's from the massage oils, I promise. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just oily skin. That's weird. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, so lost moments. Uh, so I had... Wow, I sound like Chewbacca. Uh, so I had one. It was it was a small one, but it was poignant. It was um, I will never experience the feel of going to a record store and buying a cassette tape in the clamshell and getting that bitch home and having to struggle that thing out of the clamshell. Yeah. You know the big plastic holder. Yep. It was a the anti theft device. The anti theft device, a giant holder because they never took that shit off in the store. Like oh here you go. And you're like thanks. My industrial strength fucking shears at home. I'm gonna have to get busted out to get this thing <laughs> off. Yep. And then the writer on that. Is that once you got it off, it peeled the cellophane off. The first thing I would do is pop the tape out, throw it on the side, and then get the freaking insert out and unfold it. That's right. Well, I could see like the lyrics were, the the cover art, or what the different song. Like if I was if I was getting a album from a like the new I don't know, like Metallica album, and I didn't really know all the songs on it, but I it was Metallica, so I was going to get it. Yeah. I'd pop it out, open it up, see what the songs were called. You know, the listing of every song on the album. I'm just going to say here and now, uh, bands that put out a tape that didn't have the lyrics inside the liner notes, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Go can fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because if you had a, if you were buying cassettes tape, this was the pre-internet age. So finding out what the lyrics were to these songs was, it was like a quest. It was yeah. like the holy, like especially when the early 90s hit and grunge hit the scene. Yeah. Who the fuck knew what they were saying? Nobody knew what they, they didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> what, you couldn't Google it? 
I still have no idea what the words to Yellow Lead Better are from Pearl Jam. <laughs> Fucking Eddie Vedder just had a mouthful of marbles, and that's how he said. Yep, and it was awesome. It sounded. This is what I always say about grunge. It sounds awesome. You have no idea what the hell it means, even if you found the lyrics. You're like, I have no. Is that symbolic? Oh, especially Nirvana. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, their songs didn't make any. <laughs> What's a spoon man and? Why is it coming together with my hand? I don't understand this. <laughs> Spoon Man, that was that song was about a guy that like some homeless guy on the streets in Seattle that played the spoons. Yeah, see, no, I heard it was actually supposed to be about uh, cooking heroin. I, you know, I heard it was about airplanes. Yes, open the hangar, here comes the plane. I think it was somebody's deep preparation for eating breakfast cereal. His cinnamon uh, toast crunch. I'm going to have a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch tonight. And guess what? Nobody can stop me. Nobody will judge me. Somebody can. I'm going to. I know somebody else at the dorm that if I pay him enough, he'll come mm. rushing in, tackle you, knock it out of your hand. I don't know. The door's locked. It's an, it's anti zombie door. You, you, have you had somebody try to kick it yet? Have you tested it that far? Because I don't think so. Yeah, that's the first thing I did. <laughs> you locked yourself out and kicked it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'm paranoid about locking myself out. <laughs> it's the outpost. I won't. I won't get back in. Yeah, that's where I my provisions are. You got to be ready. I, I, I read you. Mm. So what about you? Anything like you can remember that was like a ritual, a, a just a regular thing that just doesn't happen? Locking the, not locking the door at night. <laughs> I don't know. Like I was, I was a little bit of an indoor kid, uh, especially when I got to be a teenager because I liked video games. But mm. like it's. I'm having a tough time letting my kids outside. Just we've got a swing set in the backyard, and it's like, okay, kids, go play in the backyard. And then they go out in the backyard, and then I'm just like glued to the window, like waiting <laughs> for some pervert to come by. Right. But yeah. I mean, I just don't know. It's we live in a, a different time, and not to say that bad stuff didn't happen to kids when we were little, but it's just I guess our parents didn't give a crap. <laughs> well, we live in the information age where everything happens. You hear about it instantly. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I think we've said this before, but you crunch the numbers. We're living in the safest, you know, least criminal ridden era in the last 30 years, at least, if not 40 years. And you would never know it by what you see on the news and all that crap. And 50% of the crimes are done by the Florida man. Yeah, exactly. He's wrestling gators and stealing your kids for tiger shows or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Okay, so have you watched that Tiger King yet? No, I still haven't. I'm still watching Community because I love that show. Well, it's it's worth skimming. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, you, I'll probably get to it. Well, I, I could just give you that advice. Like, if you are going to invest seven or eight hours of your life to watch this, it's not eight hours fulfilling. <laughs> but it's definitely... You're not a better person afterwards? <laughs> no. But you are definitely... Uh, uh, you'd be remiss if you did not skin it. Oh, yep, in the pipe, five by five. Yeah. There they go. Express elevator to hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fly the friendly skies. <laughs> How many drops is this for you? Have oh, you simulated or yeah. <laughs> there they go. Look at him. Spunkmeyer, Cash, yeah. Frost. Anyway, Hicks, we're not we're Hudson. not gonna say the name of the movie playing in the background. And if you don't know, then you can't listen to our podcast. I'm just yeah. say it's only the greatest movie ever. That's right. I think that it's it was number one, wasn't it? Didn't we arrive at this as being the number one movie? I think so. That feels yeah. right. It should be. Anyway. 
Anywho, so um, lost moment. Do you know what? I have not finished a video game. Oh wow! In like three years, <laughs> finishing that video game, I hadn't finished one in like three years. And before that, it probably was a very long time. So like maybe the days of completing a game all by myself with no internet or anything like that, those days are gone. Well, there's yeah, there's a last one for you. The um the impetus, the if I don't sit down and open up at least a five four or five hour block of time, I can't beat this game because right. there's no saves. Yeah. Like yeah. I, like okay, I wanna play like there's one I remember playing from original Nintendo called um Wizards and Warriors. It was a tough game. Well, all those Nintendo games were tough games. Yeah, Wizards and Warriors though was but that was a tough fucking game. And yeah. there was no saves. You sat down and you played that goddamn game. And yeah. you had to like that was your afternoon at the very least. Yep. And that game was even more ridiculous because you beat it and then the game says, Oh, jokes on you. That was just the first. You had to go through a second time and beat it. You had to no, beat the You're thinking of Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, all right. Yeah, Wizards yeah. and Warriors is different. But yeah, you're right. Ghosts and Goblins was insane. That was just that was the Japanese punishing us for fucking Hiroshima and Nagasaki. <laughs> that was all that was. That was like you stupid yeah. Americans. Now you yeah. now you pay the price. Jokes on you. Because <laughs> that game was so rough. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. You went through it, and then you're like, yeah, no, this isn't the end. This is like halfway. This is. Yeah. Now you gotta again. start over and do it the right way or some shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. God, I love all those games though. They're, brutal. They're, yeah, they're brutal. They're hard, and it's tough for me because I I have one of those NES classics with 30 games on it, and like they're so hard. I just don't want to start again, but. I'm so nostalgic for him. Yeah. I want to play him. Yeah, I think the first one I ever played with the save spot was Zelda. I'm pretty sure. Metroid had a system where you had a code. Right. They would give you a code. You could put a code back in and start where you left off, which I thought was amazing. And then Zelda is the first one I actually played with the actual save spot. Mega Man had it. Uh, Mike I, remember, yep. I remember having to do Mega Man 2 start to finish. Mega Man 2, I believe, has... or has had all along a system it was a grid and it was like a b c d e f g and then one two three four five six you know across the top right and then you had these dots the dots that you could plug in uh so like to make a save like a a cheat sheet for saves so you'd take a a notebook piece of paper and you'd create a grid and then you'd put the dots where they were supposed to be and that was your that was your save point yeah okay okay yeah and uh Punch out Damn. at it. Yeah, you'll never convince me that Japanese weren't trying to punish us. I. <laughs> that's really that was really shifty. That's really mean. Yeah, that's the way they do things. <laughs> uh, I'd say biggest lost moment for me is like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. And what's weird to me is like we are of the age where we came from Saturday morning cartoons, so we're nostalgic for it. So it's like ripe for the return, like Transformers. You take the movie Transformers. Mm-hmm. That was a, a total cash-in on these people that grew up loving Transformers are now old enough to spend the money, so let's make Transformers. So they'll right. spend the money. G.I. Joe, which kind of, I don't know why that failed I, the way it did. Yeah. Um, well, you mean the movies? Yeah. Because they're crap movies. I just. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean. Like, like, even Nostalgia can't save a crap movie. It's just, yeah. Right. They should have done it better. But, um it's really tough to find those Saturday morning cartoons anywhere. There's a TV show, I mean, a network called Boomerang. Yeah. That has them. 
Um, but they have a very limited amount. But like Hanna Barbera cartoons and right. um, they just recently put the GI Joe cartoons on YouTube. Hasbro has their own YouTube channel, and you can go and watch full episodes of GI Joe. I would love um, to. Do. Well, that's what you can do later. You can I go would. to Hasbro's. No, you're not gonna. I, I well, I'm just trying to think. Is it you have to pay for it or is it just? No, no, it's on YouTube. They oh. they Hasbro has their own channel and it's free. Wow. Okay. And you can go and watch that. full GI Joe episodes. I'm gonna do that. Watch me some <laughs> Lady J. Yeah. Yeah. Some people were all about Scarlet when I was a kid. Lady J did it for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Lady J and Chitara. <laughs> two types of people in the world. <laughs> Lady J and Scarlet. Scarlet. If you were a real man, you went for Lady J. Scarlet was no, too. If you were a real man, you were all about the bareness. <laughs> that's true. With those Her, high heels yeah, and the right. jet black hair. You're waiting for that whip to come out. Oh, God. Yeah. Punish me. I've been bad. I've been a bad Joe. <laughs> the black latex. <laughs> the librarian glasses. You, yeah, I take it back. You're right. <laughs> the so there's two, yeah. There's yeah. three types. Three types of people. The baroness and then the wrong one and the wrong two. Well, I guess you could say this four four types because then there was you know that there's those people that was all about Duke. That's <laughs> true enough. <laughs> or like Gung Ho or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, the big muffle. <laughs> anyway, yeah, lost moment. Saturday morning cartoons. Pouring yourself a bowl of shitty cereal. <clears throat> well, here's a last moment for me that's one I don't miss. Because we've talked about this before. I, it wasn't the Saturday morning. It was the Sunday morning for me. But same thing. And me and my brother would get up. And for whatever reason, we always got up too early to watch the cartoons we wanted to watch. Yep. So we would get up. We would go downstairs, sit in front of the TV, and have to sit through at least a half hour of some stupid bullshit. Something. Like, we'd be flipping the channels, or we'd settle on something that was just boring as fuck until the actual cartoon came on. And, like, Nickelodeon or USA or whatever the hell we were watching the cartoons on, always had some stupid crap, like, non-cartoony, you know, with real people in it, that was boring us to tears for, like, an eternity, which was usually, like, 20 minutes or a half hour. <laughs> well, it, for me, it was after cartoons was the uh, ABC Wide World of Sports. Ah, okay. And not not the Laugh Olympics. <laughs> Pretty close though. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Wide World of Sports, and I used to hate that when that came on. The, the theme would come on, and I'd just be like, "God damn it! Now it's time to go <laughs> do things that are not cartoons." But now as an adult, I'd be like, ooh, why roll those horses on? Right, let's, yeah. let's watch somebody destroy their face ski jumping. <clears throat> I guess for us, it morphed into like American Gladiators, stuff like that. <laughs> Watched a lot of American Gladiators. Wow. Well, that, that brings up a, a good point. Um, are there things like lost moments to time that you're glad are gone? Well, that's definitely one of them. Let's see. Yeah. Um, frankly, the, there's the good and the bad with the um, looking in the paper for the movie times. Because that was ponderous. It wasn't like it was like a thrill. Like you knew what you were looking for, for the most part. Nope. I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from and where it might not be for you, but it was absolutely a thrill for me. 100%. Yeah. I could not wait to look in that newspaper and open it up. And the bigger the ad, the better. Yeah, it's true. You knew they could afford a good one, so it must be a big budget movie. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm trying to think of some of the, like E.T. That was a, that was a huge one. Yeah. Um, I remember Empire Strikes Back. I remember Return of the Jedi. Like I was telling you the other day, I have like vivid memories of Return of the Jedi. Like 
I can still taste the chicken nuggets in the Happy Meal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you were talking. <laughs> um, I wonder, like later in life, when my mind has gone to shit, I can't remember like where <laughs> I left my wallet and keys and stuff. I wonder if I'll still remember that stuff. You're just gonna be sitting in the nursing home going, "Sister, give me a chicken nugget." <laughs> and some nurse will think you're talking to her like I'm not your sister. <laughs> yeah. No shit, you're not. Now give me a chicken nugget. <laughs> That's right. Force is not strong with you. Yeah. There's a here's one that I haven't experienced in a lot of years. The middle of the week movie going like like there's this moment from my youth I distinctly remember. Me and my brother was actually we're sitting home watching um, Star Wars: New Hope on TV. Like network TV was playing it. Yep. And we're watching it, and my dad's sitting there, and he's like. Do you guys want to keep watching this, or would you rather go to the theater and watch They Live? Ah. And we're like, because, <gasps> you know, we'd see the previews and all that crap. We're like, oh, my God. So, like, it was like the middle of the week, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or some crap like that. We went to see They Live because my dad just had it on, a, on the whim. Like, let's go see it. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. That's oh, right. Such a good movie. 20 minute long bump fight it's oh it's, i love that's that a long movie it is for for the time um there's a bunch of those in you know mid 80s i think um total recall i think that was another super long one that might have suffered i think it suffered in cuts because uh now that i'm thinking of it some schwarzenegger movies were super duper long and they might have suffered because of their length to this day they uh not they live um total recall has one scene that I cannot suspend my disbelief on. If you can chick, guess what that scene is. The chick with three tits? No, that's fine. <laughs> that's more than fine. That's awesome. Which one? I want you to guess. I want you to see which 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 scenes over the top that uh like symbolic of the entire movie almost. Well, the bad CGI on his face when it's coming apart. Oh, you mean like the mask? Yeah. No, that I thought that was actually pretty sweet when I was a kid. I thought that was really cool. I know out. I know it's bad CGI. I know it is. But when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing. Okay, it was, well, I... it was the end when they're on the surface and their eyes are bugging the fuck out. It was creepy as hell. But I remember even when I was a kid, once it's all done, the air comes through and they're all nothing. They don't even have bruises. There's no, <laughs> there's no lingering effects. There's, I'm like, like, what? No, there's no, there's no way. There's no way that if they're that they're that fucked up. I mean, their eyes were like about to burst out of their heads. Like, whew, that was a thing, huh? Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was the 80s, man. You had to. You had to. There was just those quick cuts and those things like uh, Children of the Corn when he cuts that when he cuts uh, Linda Hamilton's face. Jeez, I, and I think I saw him. So so Mordecai cuts her across the face like she's like he takes a knife and just slash, slashes her across the face, opens up her face and it's bleeding. And then later he's got her in the intersection of the the town and he's outlander outlander and mm. she has she has no cut on her face i mean it's just you know <laughs> she's it's just, that's right it's blood like you have giant robot from the future no then i don't care. <gasps> i heard something super interesting and i think we might have talked about it before but i can't remember if we did on the podcast or not so i want to talk about it now okay. <clears throat> jack from the movie titanic was a time traveler time traveler uh i know we've talked about it but yeah i can't remember if we mentioned it here or not i do i like that yeah so there's the theory because it's a james cameron film 
Mm-hmm. And James Cameron did Terminator, everybody. Anybody that doesn't know James Cameron did Terminator, you can just go ahead and stop subscribing to this podcast. We're, you're not our kind of piece. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like how you look behind you real quick. Well, I, it's the newt scene. <laughs> From that movie we're not naming. <laughs> God, I want to show this movie to my kids so bad. I'm pretty sure I was at least as old as your oldest daughter when I saw it for the first time. How old? Not, not me. I was 13 when it came out, so... Uh, I was probably around ten. Yeah. Yeah. She's, anyway, she's. I'm saying she's not ready because the the things in the movie would probably scare her. Anyway. Yeah. So anybody that's listening that cares about Jack from Titanic, <laughs> which um, is all of you, you know it. Okay. So he smoked filtered cigarettes, which yeah. wouldn't have had filtered cigarettes at the time. He smoked, or I mean, he talked about going on a roller coaster at some pier, I guess, like uh, maybe the Jersey Shore or something like that. Yeah, that's He right. talked about going on a roller coaster that wasn't there yet. He talked about fishing on a lake that was a damned river that wasn't a lake yet. <laughs> and his hair style would have, was a modern, was too modern for the time period. Right. And so the theory is, is that he was a time traveler sent back in time to save Rose from the Titanic sinking because she is... John Connor's, like, great, great, great grandma. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I yep. like it. Yep. Take I, that, Terminators. I still want there to be a deleted scene where, like, Sam, Ziggy says you gotta save some selfish cunt. <laughs> Who's gonna be on that raft and not gonna let you on? Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scott Bakula. <laughs> we don't we don't go do enough of the Quantum Leap joke. It's a, it's a lost art form. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So, until I hear differently... Jack from Titanic is a time traveler. I like it. I'll believe it. I, I, I like the Terminator. I like it fits. It fits good. Yeah, it does. Then we've we've already linked Aliens and um, Terminator together. Throw Titanic in there. Mix Might the as well. Yep. Just don't link Avatar because that's. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I tried watching that fairly recently, and I ended up just skipping through to the action sequences. <laughs> yeah. No, it's oh. All it was was CGI. The, the only saving grace was CGI, and that's going to be dated soon enough. Like, he's coming out with these 12 sequels, and it's like, who cares? Like, who's clamoring for that anymore? I don't what, yeah, what, Avatar? Yeah. Disney. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. When the Overlord says, this is what we're going to do, this the, is what we're going to do. The most successful Disney ride at Walt Disney World is the Avatar ride. Yeah. And they've the, built a whole... A whole land based on Avatar. Oh, I got another moment. I just remembered. Okay. Popping off the face to my car stereo so it doesn't get stolen when I go places. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, those days are gone. Well, I'll say this. Doing that for a couple of months, realizing it's a pain in the butt, and then never doing it again, even though yeah. you purposely got the car stereo with the poppable face. But the fact reason. remains, you, you could do it. I could do it. If I was in a high crime area, you know, I, I had that option. Well, you were from the Detroit area, so. Yeah, but I did go to school in the Detroit area, so. <laughs> Washington, D.C.? No, I mean, like, a, my undergrad was in Bumfuck, Michigan. It was, oh. yeah. Wow, there's a lot of bumfucks around. Oh. Bumfuck, Maine, Bumfuck, Michigan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. East Bumfuck. Yeah, the good people are from West Bumfuck. You don't want to be in East Bumfuck. Nope, that's Based across. That's across the track. A lot of butt rape in East Bumfuck. Who is the boss? Angela. Mm. Mo- <laughs> Mona. 
You know, I'm going to say this. I think I mentioned it to you. Um, I've been rewatching Community. Yep. So for anybody that doesn't know the show Community, shame on you. It's amazing. Nothing directed at anybody in particular, but you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, the generalized you. Yeah. Anyways, it's about a bunch of people at a community college, and there's this one character named Abed who is like obviously supposed to be like autistic or got Asperger's or something, but he's hyper focused on pop culture. Like everything reminds him of a TV show or a movie. Everything. He's always making references. And I just watched an episode today where there was one character who drunk dialed another character, and when the other character was making fun of it, the Abed character is like, you, "This is no good. You got you can't let this go because you she lost the power." It's exactly like in a sitcom when one character sees another character naked. And I'm sitting there, like, let me ask you, can you think of any sitcoms where one character sees another character naked? Uh, well, Seinfeld is the obvious choice. Shrinkage! Okay. Yep, there's that, but I didn't even think of that. I guess it, I guess more of two main characters see each other because it's supposed to be the dynamic shift. Oh, oh you, you, one person, they both see each other naked? Not like one, char- one of the main characters sees another main character naked, so now the one that sees the other one naked has power over the other one well that's george and elaine 100 percent. but well, i'm pretty elaine, elaine didn't see george it was jerry's girlfriend that saw george oh, oh oh that's right okay so she's not a main character gotcha right. uh i'm gonna say it happened in friends probably right chandler saw rachel naked and then it started domino effect yeah so friends is one and then who's the boss is one tony saw angela naked oh so as soon as he said that line, it's like a character from Sikhasim and another character. I thought of those two examples and only those two examples. And then like three scenes later, the Abed character specifically names those two examples and only those two examples. <laughs> Are you kidding? I am not kidding. I, that freaked me out. I'm like, God damn. I am well, Abed. Yeah, you are that character. <laughs> I am exactly that character. It's funny. I, I'm desperately trying to think of that scene and I feel like he spent so much time explaining that there's shrinkage to Elaine, maybe. Yeah, that's him and Jerry both. Like, women know about shrinkage, right? Right. Yeah, got it. And Elaine had no idea. She's like, it right. shrinks? Yeah. <laughs> that was also the same episode where uh, George's girlfriend was this insanely hot redhead who was sunbathing topless and then walked around topless. And if you freeze frame it just right moment, side boop. <laughs> uh, the thing that we all live for. <laughs> Uh, that's which is pretty risque for a mid-90s sitcom i was like yeah. wow how about that yeah of course they they did kind of people like vhs taping it and like pausing it is that redhead naked oh there's a bar across the screen there's <laughs> there's a lost moment the bar right. across the screen from the paused video cassette paused video yep that is what's weird about that is there is a filter there's like a whole app that you can get for your phone that records video as if it's on an old VHS camcorder. Like, I love it. I mean, isn't that weird? Like, isn't that just, I know it's, it's expected, but like when you really stop and think about it, isn't that strange? That's how everybody's sex tape should be recorded right there. With the VHS. With the, with the VHS static. app. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not a real sex tape. Too. You got the, the, the snow at the top and the bottom, the That's right. slightly the, skewed yeah, picture. It, it, the picture rolls a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, the picture yeah. rolls a couple <laughs> oh, Disappeared moments. Try to see like a nipple on the Scrabble Spice channel. <laughs> That's right. We didn't have that. Oh, right you didn't even up. have the Scrabble? No, nope, didn't even have the Scrambled channel. Like I know once, exactly what you're talking I about. I live for once a year where they did their, their free week. <laughs> they did like you just, every week, every week I would just check. Is this a free week? No. 
and then go about my life. And, but then that one time, like, what's oh, happening? <laughs> oh my god! That's funny. Yeah, I, I know the reference. When I went to uh, when I was in the army, <clears throat> and I went down to North Carolina, there was the the scrambled porn channel. It's like, what the hell is this? Why can you only see like a little bit? Like every once in a while, it would like free up, and you'd see like a boob or something. You'd be like, what the? And then I had it explained to me that it was like, no, these are the pay channels, and if you pay, they unscramble it, and you can see it <laughs> normally. Like, who's getting off on this? What, what, well, I mean, what, if somebody is, maybe I could try. Yeah. What weird fetish is this? <laughs> oh, God, I guarantee you there's somebody out there that bemoans yeah. the fact that they can't watch it scrambled anymore. Like, I had to work for it, damn it. It was like I earned it. <laughs> earned it. <laughs> That's the... Alternate version of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Shaving Ryan's privates. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Edward Penis Hands. I always always said that if there was a dream job, it's just the one, the guy that names porno movies. I'm going to look online for some stupid porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> there was one we, oh God, what the hell was it? We were looking at one of the episodes we did a long time ago where we were looking at, um, one of these actresses and all the movies she done, you came up with one. It was great. That doesn't help me. I don't know why I said that. Anyways. Oh, top 100 worst porn titles. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, these aren't funny. I mean, like, they're funny because I'm laughing at them, but they're not just, like. Didn't sound funny. Well, like, number two, let's play Stain the Couch. <laughs> that is, that, you can't tell me that's not funny. That's awesome. Prime Cuts. Yo Quero Taco Smell. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's not Yo Quiero. It's Yo Quero. Yo Quiero. Damn it. Because if it was actually Yo Quero, that would have just been so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra kinky number 79. Bowling in her colon. <laughs> I've seen that. I mean, not seen it. seen the title. Okay, moving on. Big Trouble in Little Vagina. <laughs> Backdoor Adventures of Butthead and Beaver. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Heinfeld. <laughs> Not. Oh, my God. I want to watch that. Teabagger Vance. <laughs> Music to fuck to. Once, <laughs> twice, three times the labia. <laughs> <laughs> Brazier to eternity. Mulan Spooge. <laughs> Jeez, it makes Babewatch look like they weren't even trying. Uh, oh, kill me. Hung Wangenstein. <laughs> uh, anal chiropractor. Anal? <laughs> anal chiropractor. Ah, is it trying to unkink your colon? I mean, what the fuck? Is that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> topless brain surgeons. <laughs> wait, wait. Is that a brain surgeon who is topless, or a sur- brain surgeon who is? A surgeon who is doing surgery on topless brains. It's probably whatever floats your boat, man. It's one sexier. I like the topless brains. That's actually one of my favorite scenes in Dawn of the Dead, when the zombie climbs over the crates and the helicopter blades take off the top of his head. <laughs> surprise? <laughs> so, no, it's it's actually not a surprise helicopter. Ah. Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have ruined the, the immersion. Yeah, I mean... It's a zombie. Like I was into it until the helicopter appeared from nowhere. Then I couldn't buy it anymore. <laughs> well, did you ever see the 28 Days Later sequel? Yes. 28 Weeks Later, when the guy tips the helicopter, just was mowing him down? Yeah, there's actually um, there's a YouTube video 
uh, a guy, he goes through the first 10 minutes of that film and he makes a really good point that 28 weeks later, the first 10 minutes are perfect. It's like perfect cinema. Mm -hmm. The way that they build tension and the deaths and the choices the guy makes by leaving his family behind and running away. And like, then he says, after that, it's one of the stupidest movies in the world. It's you know, just, I actually it's enjoyed awful. it. I actually still enjoyed it, even with, even afterwards. Oh, really? Well, I mean, for what it's worth, if you go watch that video on YouTube, it's a guy that he breaks down like the he honestly <laughs> breaks it down. I don't want him to root. <gasps> Where's Bowski? I don't want him to root it for oh, me. Oh no, Crow. Frost is dead. Hey, Pone, talk to me. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah, shit's getting real right now. It goes with Bowski. Where's Bowski? Where's Bowski? Let's rock. <laughs> oh, God. Vasquez. Who's firing? Oh, so good. Uh, maybe they don't show up on infrared. God, I mean, you know what? They always talk about the perfect organism. Whatever. It's the perfect movie. It's just... It is. What other movie can you watch over and over and over and over and over again and never, ever get sick of it? Anyway. So, I did find this thing I yep. thought might be interesting. Okay. I don't know why, but I found it. And it is the 83 hypothetical questions that are nearly impossible to answer. Okay. Try me. And I, I just, I looked at some of them, not all of them. And I figured, oh, that's weird. I just pulled up a webpage, but the, the Skype put your picture on my webpage so I can still see you. That's. I am everywhere. That's kind of cool. So <clears throat> let's see here. You're walking in a forest and you find a black suitcase. Inside, it holds a million dollars. And a piece of paper stained in blood with a single word, don't. Would you take the suitcase home or leave it? Of course I'd take it. Even though blood-stained papers? Yeah, I'm the, I, I wouldn't, like, that could, the word don't could mean so many things. It's yeah. implied that it's blood-stained. It's implied that the last person that did died. Right. But, I mean, come on, it's a million bucks. <laughs> at the very least you turn it into the police you're safe when you turn it into the police and they give you a cut of the money when nobody claims it i guess it depends on what's going on is it supernatural like is it the money's cursed or is it just like as a cartel money and they're going to come after it type of thing yeah I, I still think that if you take it to the police you're you're safe unless <laughs> the police are corrupt and it's the yeah. police's money that's yeah some sergeant walks around the desk saying boy you shouldn't have done that and then yeah there you go you you stepped in it now. That's, I, you the, know, that's the East Bumfuck PD. I was, well, you know, I said, boy, you should have done that. I gave him a Southern accent for a reason, because <laughs> all bad things happen in the South. I'm that's just right. going to say Florida. That. Yeah, Florida man. Yep. Give me another one. Uh, let's see, number two. Uh, this one's pretty... Well, I'll give it to you anyways. This one's classic. You're at war, deciphering an intercepted code. You learn two things about your enemy. A single spot in their defense will be at its weakest in 10 days, and they will attack one of your cities in five days. What do you do with this information? Because this actually really happened, I guess, you know, in World War II. Well, it depends on, am I the person that has to act on the actual... I guess it seems like you're like part of a team or department or something like that, that you're deciphering the intercepted code. Well, I would So you're not going to be able to hide it. You're going to have to tell somebody. Right. In this scenario, I would take it to my whoever my supervisor is and say, I've deciphered this and this is what it means. <laughs> Washing my hands of it. You be- uh, so what right. if it's your decision to make? Like you're the one the information is brought to. You're the prime minister. Well, of course you defend your, your city. 
I, I guess that that's the that's the issue. Do you send all your troops uh, in the ten days and just not worry about the fact that your city is going to be attacked in five days? I say I that you you defend. It's more of the if you defend the city, the enemy is going to know that you broke their code. So their weak spot is not going to be their weak. Like your ten days, you're you're going to you could potentially cripple them in ten days, but you're going to have to sacrifice the city to do it. That's what it comes down to. <clears throat> No, I say you defend because you can you? always you can always beat them in other ways. You're the you're the worst utilitarian in the world. <laughs> no. What if you defend, you lost that opportunity, and the war drags on for another three years, and you it's that not, one city gets saved, but three more cities, five more cities get fucked up. No, it's it's not going to happen because I'm going to drop the a bomb. We don't trade we don't trade lives. We don't. What was that line? We don't trade lives. Yeah. I, I yeah. America. I'm dropping the atomic bomb, so <laughs> I defend my city, and then on the tenth day, I drop the atomic bomb and say, eh. "What if your city was full of hippie protesters that wanted you to end the war?" Oh yeah, just let the city just burn. Fuck up. Yeah, fuck yeah. Up. yeah, just let the city burn, and uh, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll take out the uh, their weak spot. Seattle, eh, eh, it's fine. We're gonna lose it. Oh, but the electric scooters and fish market will uh, the clock we- industry. <laughs> <laughs> The Seahawks. Oh, here's a good one. You find a book and begin to read only to discover that it is your life. You get to the point where you are now. When is thou now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> uh, do you turn the page knowing that you will not be able to change the events to come? Basically, do you see your own future if you have the chance? But you can't change anything. You just, what you see is what you get. You have no actual ability to change a goddamn thing. No, I don't think I'd want to know. Yeah, I would absolutely. If I got to the point where I was like, if I had that knowledge, I can't change anything. And I got to the point, you know, I'm reading like, and Steve reads the book, another line and another line. He just doesn't stop. You know, we just keep going forever. Anyways, but yeah, no, I wouldn't. Inability to change anything? No, fuck it. Mm. Close the book, run away. Life's not worth living if you have all the answers. True. Which is why I know nothing. All right. Uh, apropos to the times, if you were really a robot, would you want to know? And I say apropos to the times because Westworld is currently running third yes. season. Um, I kind of feel like was it Epoch in the Matrix? Oh, um, what was his Joey, Joey Pants. Pants? Yeah, I, just, I was just thinking about him the other day that I absolutely cannot remember his real last name. Pantal- Pant- it's not Pantaloon. It's it's like Pantaleon. Pantaleon, yeah, Joey Pants. Actually, he wrote a book. It's not that bad. Yeah. He, of course, you know, I read it probably 10 years ago, and probably a lot of stuff has happened to him in the last 10 years, but I think you, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to know. Yeah, no. Well, no, I take that back. I would want to know. I would want to know if I'm a robot, just because I would start really testing myself, like, what can I do? What Can I, like, can I fly? Can I, well, you know, I would say, I, I, I guess I'd turn to an emo and start cutting myself and seeing what happens. <laughs> Can I use telekinesis? I think robots. Can I interrupt Wi-Fi? Magnetics. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Microwaves. I did, can I put spoons in the microwave and ignore Tom Cruise? I don't. Do I have that ability? Uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, all right. If you got to choose between 50 years of being incredibly happy or to live forever and be unhappy, what would you choose? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. That's not hypothetical. Well, okay. So what do you mean by living forever? So it says... Get to choose between 50 years of being incredibly happy. I I take that to mean starting now. 
but I guess it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so like I could live to be like 90 something and be incredibly happy that entire time or okay. live forever and be unhappy. That means you're going to be having a miserable life that doesn't end. Holy crap. That's not a choice. Well, let's look at it this way. If you were to live forever, that means you're what? Immortal. Sure. So can you feel pain? I imagine. So like if you burned yourself, you'd, yeah. it would hurt, but right. you wouldn't die. Okay. So in this scenario, you, the earth is disintegrated by the sun and then you get caught in the sun's gravitational pull and you get pulled into the center of the sun for about a million years, billion years. How long is the sun going to go? At least five more years. Well, at least, but could be as many as like 3 billion years. Could be at least it could be. Yes. I'd say so. Okay. So let's just say that here you are residing in the center of a burning sun for three you, billion years. You know what I'd say if I was in the center of a burning sun? Ouch. I'd say I'm in some real pretty shit now. <laughs> Game over, man. <laughs> Game over. What are we going to do? How about we build a campfire? Sing songs. <clears throat> this girl survived. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be, isn't that like the definition of absolute torture? Like you could still feel pain, but you can't yeah. die. Like, and you get caught into the gravitational pull of the center of the sun. Plus, think about it this way. If you couldn't die, if you subscribe to the idea that the mind is what the brain does, as in the mind is something that arises purely from the physical structures of your brain, insanity would be a physical deformity of the brain. And if you couldn't die and presumably stayed rejuvenated, you couldn't even go insane to escape your hell. In the uh -huh. center of the sun. In the center of the sun. You'd be painfully, crisply aware of it forever. Yeah. Doesn't nope. that sound terrifying? That's that's the worst thing. Whoever wishes for eternal life is a moron. I'm sorry. That's the worst. That would be that would be awful. But <laughs> just think of the stories you could tell. Yeah, I'll tell this proton and that corona and that uh, whatever solar flare. Like, oh, my audience is going to be great. Do <laughs> mm -hmm. you remember that time I was trapped in the center of a sun, burning sun for three billion and, years? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. This is awesome. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah then it became cold. Yeah. <laughs> and there was nothing, and I floated. It was That was great, too. Anyway, how, what was your day like? <laughs> I had cinnamon toast crunch. I sure did. <laughs> uh, okay. If you are offered a... I like this one. If you are offered a pill that makes you 25% more intelligent, but permanently removes your hair, including your eyebrows, do you take it? Mm, all body hair? Yeah. Everything. I guess every stitch of hair on your body. You're so smooth. Yeah. Just think how fast you could swim. There's nothing more exhilarating than the shorn scrotum. Yeah. 25% <laughs> uh, smarter? 25% more intelligent. All your hair is gone. Every stitch. You could paint on eyebrows, right? Dude, I would do it in a second. I mean, wear a wig, put on like, you know, costume eyebrows and shit. Groucho <laughs> Marx eyebrows? Yeah, whatever you want. It wouldn't matter. You could just be like, I'm so smart. Look, if, if we're both fairly intelligent people. So if we were 25% smarter, we could start inventing shit. We could start learning, you know, all kinds of stuff to make money, to pay for whatever we wanted and whoever we wanted. Okay. Let's, let's talk Dungeons and Dragons characters or mm. Diablo characters or whatever character. You have your who you are right now, everything. And you get 25% more of it to throw at any attribute you want. Yeah. Charisma, intelligence. Right. 
uh, strength, yep. where would you distribute your 25%? I, w- I would do the intelligence. I would straight up do the intelligence. Before you did like charisma? and. Yeah, because this is what I say. And it's cutthroat and cynical of me, but it's true. Once again, 25% more intelligent. I can figure out a way to make all kinds of money, play the stock market, something, you know, day trade, some some way to make all kinds of money. Once you have all the money, who the fuck needs strength and charisma and all that shit? You're going to pay for whatever you want to get. Can't buy me love? Fuck that. I can buy whatever I want. <laughs> First, you get the money. Once you have the money, you get the power. When you, you get the, the power, power, you get the women. You women. Yes, <laughs> Um, but second to that it would be charisma because if i can't be smart i'll be well liked that's pretty good too okay would you choose would you choose strength i would probably choose hmm. no i take it all back i'd choose dexterity and just jump all over the place <laughs> <laughs> parkour jump everywhere parkour, parkour everywhere uh i would i would put i'd put a fair amount to it into like my health maybe not necessarily strength but what what would you say like in this situation like healing powers or like your immune system or health? I mean, if you want to do strict D and D, you could do Constitution, which makes you you know healthier, take more damage, all that stuff. I'd put a fair amount to it of it into Constitution. So you'd stay like your normal self in all respects, but you could basically live a long time and be healthy. Yes. Yeah. I would. I would. I'm already happy enough. Right. Yeah. I could see that. No, I just I want to be smarter. I have charisma. I oh, have, do you? You think yeah, you do, do you? I do. Oh, okay. Wow. It's kind of arrogant, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> nobody's more humble than me. I mean, I have good enough. I'm smart enough and doggone it. People like People me. like me. I think I have enough of the other things. I'd put as much as I could into the Constitution. <laughs> yep. At least five amendments worth. Who's the first? <laughs> yeah, strength and health. Yeah. Uh, intelligence. Maybe some charisma. Smart and sexy. Winning combination. Mm-hmm. Arms like noodles doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, could you lift that over there for me? No, but no, I can. I can talk somebody. <laughs> yeah, I can talk somebody else into doing right. it. I'll invent a machine that gets you to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, here we go. The classic. If a zombie plague were to start right now, where would you hold up? <laughs> a hospital. No. Hospital. 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 That's the wrong That's answer. Oh, good idea. It's not. It's nice. not. That's where everybody that's sick is going to go. Yeah, well. You're going to be competing sick. for medication with sick people. I, I think the sick that's people where make the, it very far. Like the yeah, sick but if, people, there's a, if there's a zombie outbreak, the people who are turning right. into zombies or the people that are afraid they're going to turn into a zombie are going to flock <laughs> to the hospital. I feel a little... I feel a little sweaty. I feel like I might be coming down a zombie, so I'm going to go to the hospital. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honey, you don't look good. Shit. I got the zombie. <laughs> All right, let's go get some ibuprofen or something. I don't It'd know. It'd be right in the emergency room. You'd you'd it'd be too much. I'm gonna go get a zombie cat scan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> sir. You've got about two hours before you turn into a zombie. Yep. Metastasized. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to shoot you. Yep. Nope. Hospital. Okay, where would you go? Where I would go, go. So much better than the hospital. I would go to a suburban, unpopulated suburban area that had a rinky-dink. Actually, I was uh, there's a prepper Reddit or subreddit that I was reading the other day, and this guy says that it's it. There's a middle of the road 
when it comes to pandemics and things like this, like just for a minute, forget that it's zombies. Just pretend like it really happened. Like we've got the pandemic, we've got the coronavirus doing what it's doing, and all of a sudden we lose power for an extended amount of time. There's a breakdown in infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Where would you go kind of thing? And this guy's argument was a lot of people think that they bug out to the country and that's not where you want to go because there's a bunch of bum fucks out there that have rifles and are looking for somebody to shoot. Yeah. Get off my land. <laughs> and they all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in small towns know what everybody else is doing. You would not be able to make it from house to house to collect supplies. Your best bet is to go to some suburban area where there are a bunch of people that aren't allowed to have guns or there's an ordinance against having guns. Uh-huh. And this is the group of people that would have like left. They would have gone somewhere and they would like, oh, I can't flick a switch and make my meal, I'm out of here. So there'd be plenty of houses. Like, if you think in a zombie apocalypse, like, you have to think about the basic three, you know, shelter, fire, water, or shelter, water, and food. You could probably go to any middle America suburban home neighborhood and just go find yourself one that's dimly lit or, you know, doesn't have anything suspicious about it and go and and hole up there and if you tried to you tried to find something that like has uh, ample escape routes or you know you could kind of escape easy but nobody could get in easy like there are there are you know just types of homes that you could find that fit that bill plus that lots of stuff you could burn that's stupid and dumb yes (laughs) every middle class suburban home is going to have that crap (laughs) yeah that you're not going to agonize over or anything like that right and you know, let's face it, in neighborhoods like that, there's going to be a CVS or a Walgreens or a Rite Aid, you know, at least five or six of them. So if you absolutely had to have insulin or, you know, some other, something else that's like completely necessary for you or your family to survive, you'd probably find it. Yeah. Relatively easy. Plus, suburbia, you're going to find a lot of like people's grainy VHS sex tapes and you can entertain yourself for hours. <laughs> hours upon hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'd go. Suburbia. Suburbia. Uh, I'd go to a suburbia. I'd go to a suburban hospital there. Best of all worlds. Well, I would say that that's probably smarter than going to some metropolitan, you know, like Mount Sinai Hospital or, you know, some huge hospital. Even Main Med would be too big. I would go to a suburban hospital and I would capture zombies and force them to make grainy VHS sex tapes. Okay, now you're talking. Yeah. I, I When the zombie <laughs> apocalypse comes, we're hanging out. That's all <laughs> yep. I'm saying. <laughs> yep, yep. That's the way it's going to happen. <laughs> no, you could probably, like, some of these quick cares that are, you know, in areas that um, you, you could probably get what you need at a, at a I don't know, Mercy Quick Care or whatever. <clears throat> that wouldn't be like people wouldn't flock to that necessarily versus the emergency room at Mercy Hospital in Portland. I honestly think you'd be better off just like, yeah, if you got lucky, you could get these quick cares and whatnot, but you'd probably be better off just raiding people's houses, mess cabinets and shit like that. Right. So, yeah, get a lot of Vicodin and Oxys. Have a real good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, somebody's about... going to stay awake. <laughs> That's right. Okay, this one's interesting. If you could change one thing about how the human body has evolved, what would it be? That's an easy one. You would have to be, your body would have to be 100 or 
a high percentage of healthy before you could have a kid. You changed. Uh, oh, so you actually have to be in good shape to have a kid? Yes. I never even thought of that. Explain. So what does that what does that do? What does that change for society? Fewer babies. There lower population. Healthier babies. Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> probably you'd have less uh, birth defects. Right. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. Like you can like. Yeah. <clears throat> less chance of like a breech baby being brain damaged or some crap like that. You know. Right. Ah, I get you. See, I was the, thinking something yeah. like we should have backwards facing knees so we can jump higher. <laughs> <laughs> Because the human knee is actually horribly uh, horrible. Just the way it lines up with our backs and our spines and stuff like that. It's just like the worst design ever. It's that's where we're prone to knee problems when we get old and back problems because it just fits together just terribly. I think a lot of those robots that they're making that like the at MIT where they're creating those robots that are going to take over for human jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think a lot of them have backwards knees. Yeah. Uh, like I've, I read this somewhere like if like this whole thing about if. People could divide if if you could uh, actually create a human body, like devise an actual body yourself. If you were the one designing a human, how would you do it? And you know, scientists and biologists came. And the thing that stuck out in my mind was the backward face. Like forward-facing knees is terrible. Like it's it like for whatever reason, I'm not a biologist, but it's understandable from the history. But from a design standpoint, it's not the optimum design whatsoever. You know, the way our backs are. Uh, that's that's pretty bold because I mean we're created in God's image so well I mean, God, basically what you're saying right now is God's kind of a shit show. Well, whoever whoever image got sure you're gonna get struck by lightning. Pretty sure. Well, I'm inside. I'm a, well, whoever's <laughs> oh you think that's gonna stop God? <laughs> really? I'm indoors. Which... You can't strike me with lightning. Zap. Yeah. No, I got there's like lightning rods on the building. It's. <laughs> Thwarted you. No, I mean, like, if, if we're creating God's image, then whoever's image God has created in had bad deeds, too, apparently. That's just what I was going to say. I like uh, George Burns' portrayal. Oh, uh, God, you devil? Yeah, smoking cigars. <laughs> if you are a superhero, which of your friends would you pick as a sidekick? And what would your respective powers be? Nah, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. What's dumb about that? Because then you're going to pick out friends and, like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but it's a sidekick. You'd, you'd be my sidekick, and your superpower would be to... Charisma. Charisma, <laughs> yes. <laughs> your superpower would be to have the uncanny ability to point out every flaw and plot hole in everything that we watch. Wait, no. <laughs> That's both of our superpowers, and it already happens. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> uh, okay, so you could be my sidekick, and you'd have telekinesis. That's cool. And... You'd shit silver dollars. There you go. So we, <laughs> so we could fund our operation. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's not my superpower. I don't want to have to be the one to shit the silver dollars. So oh, sorry, that's so, on you. Is it like normal normal digestive process until you get to the shit? Like, I'd have to eat the foods that make me shit, and then just the shit is actual silver dollars? So like, yeah. I could basically be rich by eating Taco Bell, is what you're telling me. Yes. I'm Whatever you consume, your colon yeah. would process Whatever makes me food. Shit. Yeah. into silver dollars i'm on board eat all the crappiest food in the world and just like yep pay it out yeah eating big macs is is five bucks pays for itself win a win a chicken dinner oh yeah chicken dinner here we go more <laughs> silver dollars more chicken dinners it's a cycle let's get rich that's right uh let's see <laughs> what historic figure would make the worst ghost to be haunted by historic figure. howard taft the fattest <laughs> president yeah he'd just be He'd just be in the way. Yeah. Like well, the you time. could walk through him. Yeah, but 
if he goes, if you if you know you're haunted by him, you're seeing him. So he could be like in front of the TV, you know, in front of the window, just in your way all the time, just blocking your view all the time. Historic figure that you wouldn't want to be haunted by. The mother from Goonies. <laughs> Is she really a historic figure? I don't know. Did she did she exist in his history? I guess I. Well, yeah. Uh, wait, wait. The mother, the criminal mother, or the regular? Yeah, mother? the criminal mother. <laughs> no, just the regular house mom. Like you're just so boring. Just yeah. go away. <laughs> did you know? Speaking of historical figures, the night Abraham Lincoln was shot, the guy that was supposed to watch his back took off and went to a bar. Nice. Yeah, he totally and completely abandoned his post, and then. They tried to court-martial him. They tried to, like, get him out, and he, like, fought and appealed the whole thing, and it kind of got thrown. It just went away, kind of. <laughs> and then they put him on a detail at the White House, guarding the White House. Nice. And, That's uh, the government plan. <clears throat> That's exactly yep. what would happen. Yep. Well, it's working with white clean. We don't have justifiably any reason to say no, so here we go. Yeah, he had a good union. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Would you accept a thirty thousand dollar a week job? Yes. Where, where you get paid to sit in a pitch black room and do nothing for eight hours a day? Yep. Ah, Easiest money I've ah, ever made. Oh, you know, easy, but you would go nuts. Yeah, I'd sleep. I guess it doesn't say that. Like if if it was just eight hours a day, pitch black room, that could be your time to sleep, and then spend the rest of your day doing whatever. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But if there's a stipulation like you're on infrared, we know if you're gonna sleep, and we can't have you sleep, then that'd be horrifying. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty sure I could sit there and entertain myself for eight hours in a dark room. Eight hours in a pitch black? You can't see anything. You can see nothing. You Listen, just... we, we go to work in a place that <laughs> we spend eight hours in misery. It's, yeah, but it's stimulated. I mean, there's things. Like, I, Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I could do this for like a week. I could. Just sit down eight hours and let my mind just go nutty. But I couldn't keep it up indefinitely. So if, if it was like discrete periods of time like do it a week at a time then re-up then yes i would do it for a week go on vacation do it for a week go on vacation you know something like that i would totally do that oh shit you want some you want some get some come get some oh you want some <laughs> different part of the movie my bad yeah i know this is that's not yet this is nukem from orbit no i know no, no, sorry <laughs> if you were the president of the united states what would you do on your first day um play around to golf yep nope <laughs> i would Tap into the secret harem that all presidents get that just nobody says out loud and, you know, have a good time. I'd read the Book of Secrets. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> just storm around the White House demanding, somebody tell me who, <laughs> where all the, the secret crap is. on like, Area 51, fucking. Okay. Tell me about so, Atlantis. Ah, oh, God, somebody, somebody knows. Somebody tell me. So I just finished listening to a podcast it was a 15 episode podcast and it followed the dc sniper you remember that i lived that i was in dc for the sniper so there's this guy when they took down the snipers do you remember how they did it i should i absolutely should one of the professors and one of the i took a, a class on homicide and one of the professors was one of the guys that was part of the task force that took it down and i absolutely do not remember okay so they were at a truck stop sleeping in the car and somebody reported, because at this point, they knew who it was. They knew the registered vehicle. And they knew the license plate. And it was sitting at a truck stop. Somebody called it in and reported it. So then they blocked off the roads. And they essentially snuck up on these guys sitting in the car. And so I'm listening to the podcast. And there's this guy who's a detective. He's like, he was in charge of the tax task force that was taking them down. So like a legit, like 
level-headed guy in a top, you know, a top-level job. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying. And he's talking on this podcast, and all of a sudden he says that they had a UFO. <laughs> the U.S. government had a UFO. He says it didn't make any sound. It was a manned aircraft, and it mm-hmm. was it didn't you couldn't see it and you couldn't hear it. And if it didn't, <laughs> whatever propulsion method it used, it blew the trees around around it. And he said if it didn't do that, you wouldn't have known it was there. And he said he later talked to the guy that was piloting it, and it's a super secret, top secret aircraft, basically a UFO. But he's like describing this. What the and, fuck? And you're like, he's talking about, you know, getting the call and putting together the plan and then creeping up. And it's like this total legit thing. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, basically we flew a UFO and took him off. You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, you're weird. <laughs> That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it all of a sudden got like super awesome. Oh, by the way, did you know that there's aliens among us and they help us find murderers? Anyways, <laughs> so the lieutenant told me. <laughs> yeah, that's about it right there. Uh, uh, it's on, um, it's probably all out on Spotify now. They were like a week behind on Spotify. Um, but if you go wherever you listen to podcasts, it's the Monster podcast. They've they've done the Atlanta murders where they back in the 70s when kids were getting kidnapped and murdered um they did that and then they've done the dc sniper it's 15 episodes it's actually other than the the woman who so do you know the gist of it that this john muhammad wanted to kill his wife and she had taken the kids and she had moved to dc the dc area and he wanted to kill a whole bunch of people and then kill her and make it look like she was just you know one of these people that got killed even though it was him it was his um, stepson, what, the kid that was with him, Malvo. It's a it's a long story. It's yeah. a real long story. This kid grew up in Jamaica, and through happenstance, he came to live with John Muhammad, and he kind of not legally, but informally, he adopted him and indoctrinated him. Yeah. Anyway, um, when the wife, who's a professional speaker, by the way, when they're interviewing her, it's almost unlistenable. It's it's terrible. She's terrible to listen to, but um, they spend like two whole episodes talking to her, and it's like, ah, dang. I understand what you went through, and that must have been terrible, but man, <laughs> spit it out. But you're like needles in my ear. Yes, pretty much. But otherwise, it's a really good podcast. <laughs> yeah. She's my podcast listening to is boiled down to two of them. That's Who it. Who you listen to? Conan O'Brien and the HP Podcraft Literary Podcast. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty good. I'm listening. Uh, there's a couple of guys. They do one called The Heist. It's the Heist podcast. And basically, they they review cool heists. <laughs> you you never watched Rick and Morty, did you? Nope. One of the last Rick and Morty episodes was all about heists. It was actually pretty good. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. That's it, one of the ones I'm listening to. And, of course, I'm listening to the stuff you should know. Everybody should be listening to stuff you should know. That's well, they're in the room, so I mean, shit. Yeah, and uh, I got you. Hey, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So here's here's a good one. That is um, one I never thought of. If for some reason computers had never been invented, do you would do you think the world would be a better place right now? Mm, No. I say yes right now, but no eventually. As in before computers. Society was a little more racist. It was, it was racist, but I don't. 
I don't say the lack the diminishment of racism is because of computers. So I, I can't chalk up improvement in that area because of computers. I wouldn't say that. I think computers have it's a we're 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 test we're we're going through a test with the hyper connected social blah 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 that we're all going through. That the shittiest aspects of humanity is coming out in, in every respect on all the whole political spectrum, whatever side you're on, there are shitty people right there with you. But I think we'll get better. And I think we'll learn. I think we'll get through the growing pains and things will be better down the road. But right now, if you if you if society stopped next week, we will have been worse off for the last 10, 20 years at the very least than we were 50 years ago. I can see that. I can see your point. But iPhones, I mean, <laughs> the mere fact that I could take my iPhone into the bathroom and sit on the toilet and watch TikTok videos for 20 minutes. That <laughs> that's something. Ooh, I gotta try that TikTok. I found a whole string of videos that um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Asians dancing. Yeah, a lot of ping, a lot of women dancing. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> well, just like anything, TikTok figures out your algorithm, like what it's because everybody is presented with yeah. like what it thinks you want to see kind of thing based on your usage. <clears throat> and so now like the majority of the things that pop up for me are comedians and rednecks breaking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Inadvertent comedians. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Would you rather know all the languages of the world or know how to play every instrument? Oh, see, I think, I feel like we've, I feel like we've talked about this one before. I don't know. Maybe not hard. <clears throat> well, one thing I know about playing musical instruments is it opens up a part of your brain that people that don't play instruments don't have access to. Yeah. Like same with sign language. So like if you teach a kid sign language as well as, you know, whatever their language is, they um, it opens up a part of their brain and they can learn things differently. Not necessarily easier or more just differently and in well, even some just cases regular languages multilingual kids right yeah I mean, better in school and stuff yeah. right like maybe sign language um isn't the best example but there's something about the um hand-eye coordination and, and things that like not only are you learning a language but you're learning how to project that language with your body and there's right. a lot of there's a lot more that goes to it than that so i would have to say that you'd probably You'd probably be better off in this world if you knew all languages. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, you're, you'd be the you're, life of the party if you could play any instrument. Exactly. Like, I I feel like knowing all languages would be awesome if you also had if you could couple that with being rich or having access to a lot of resources because then you could travel everywhere. Right. You could travel everywhere, read everything, not have to be that weird tourist. Like you might stick out in certain places. But not because you don't know what's going on. You know, I can read all the street signs. I can talk to all the vendors and all the people. It'd be you like traveling a sweet to... job at the United Nations. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. They probably could have them pay for you to travel the whole world. There you go. And then, that'd be really cool. Be able to travel anywhere you want. And like you're, you're set. But at the same time, I can travel anywhere I want in America. And I don't. <laughs> I mean. And you and you know most languages in America. And I know at least a couple of them in America. Yeah. I mean, you but, can't uh, speak Creole, but. I can speak English. I can speak asshole. I can speak. <laughs> I can speak Detroit. That's right. Um, but if you could play any, but if instrument, I could play any instrument, man, I feel like I'd be personally fulfilled. Like I could just, I could entertain myself for hours. I could. You could entertain go other people. I, could, I would be super popular. That's right. You could show up at a funeral and pull out a kazoo and play the shit out of that thing. 
I you goddamn right. People like, would I'd love you. Rock the xylophone like nobody's business. I'd just be wading through a sea of thrown panties. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> There's nothing like a kazoo at a funeral. Yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm gonna play Amazing Grace. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, we used to do this. Um, it was called junior presentation and senior recognition. Basically, the class would get together and have, it, was, it was a boarding school. So the class would get together and put up what's essentially a talent show. Mm-hmm. And my junior year, a couple of uh, guys came out to start the whole thing playing the um, national anthem on kazoos. Yeah. My grandpa did not like that. He thought that was so disrespectful. And it probably was, but it wasn't malicious. It was They just thought it was going to be funny. Yeah. But man, I will never forget. He was not happy. <laughs> Go up there and so, start knocking people out. So yeah, because he was at a funeral, sure. Because he was with the national anthem, also not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd say languages. Yeah, I think I would still. I think I would go with instruments. I just. I would love to be able to play just anything. Just whip it out and just go crazy. Well, if you go somewhere and you just whip it out and go crazy, <laughs> play the meat flute. It's an instrument, and I know That's how to right. do it. This is the meat whistle. <laughs> Makes every noise you could ever want. <laughs> it just sounds like it's crying. It does that. It, it cries. <laughs> but it's musical. Yeah. It's, it's artistic. Sad harmonica. <laughs> it's a slide whistle at first. <laughs> then it becomes a trombone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this keeps going on and on, so I don't know. <laughs> you want to you do one more? Okay, I'll, I'll get to scroll my mouse up and down, and I'm going to randomly... Just boom, grab one. Uh, number eighty-two. I haven't read this. I have no idea. <coughs> Do you think the world would be different if advertising didn't exist? Do you think we'd oh, all be for sure? Do you think it would, we'd all be better people, wanting less, or is it human nature to want more? Well, you know how I feel. As long as it's a political cartoon, it's a okay. <laughs> no, the ads that I want to see are ads that for things that I enjoy. Right. I want the ads targeted towards me. I don't want to see an ad for, you know, tampons or... Yeah. Like, I don't need a diaper ad y- yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, if that advertising didn't exist at all, there are certain products that I might not even know exist, and I wouldn't use them. Do you think we... Well, okay, so do you think we'd all be better people? Like, better people who want less because no advertising? No, I think people would have the same needs, you know what I mean? Like, but... Just think of the music industry alone that you'd have to rely on word of mouth for. Well, yeah, so exactly. Stuff. Like this question is such a fucking hippie question. It, it, this is a question posed by people that don't understand the world they live in. Right. Because without advertising, we would have a shit society that's nowhere and does nothing and has no good. Because you could have the best product in the world. If nobody buys it, you're not making it. Right. And if nobody knows it exists, nobody's buying it. So in the world... Of capitalism that we live in, advertising is absolutely 100% necessary. And if we didn't live in a world of capitalism, life would suck. Mm-hmm. There's my socioeconomic political rant for the day. Capitalism is the single greatest invention of humankind since its succession. Is it perfect? Fuck no. Is it still better than all the alternatives? Without a doubt, 100%. So there, there you go. You got your learn on, kiddies. You, you found out something today. I don't know if it's the best invention. The best invention is the funeral kazoo. <laughs> it's black it's gold it's got gold rims <laughs> but so, that was invented through the the good graces of 
capitalism. Technically, word of mouth. <laughs> funeral to funeral. You can say, man, that guy showed up and played the kazoo at my grandpa's funeral, and it was beautiful. And I swear to God, don't even judge me. I swear to God, I think he was about to come back to life. It was just that good. <laughs> Tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that we've been successful coming back. Yeah, you know, just kind of an aggregate catch-all. We you talked wanted... about nostalgia. We talked about porn. What more do we need, you know? Trivia. We need trivia. We do. We need the trivia. All right. Let me get... See, I captured my trivia on... I screenshot it from, like, the Chive, mostly, because they have all these, like, weird facts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have it on my iPad, because I read the Chive when I'm taking a shit, and I look at my iPad. Here we go. But Apple just did this OS update where if I have my pictures up and then I lock out the screen, it doesn't remember where I stopped. It actually gets oh. rid of it. And it never used to do that. Now it's a pain in the ass. Anyway, I found it. We're all set. <laughs> okay. I'll go first because it's going to be quick. That's what she said. I'm curious if you know this. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, what country is the main setting for the movie Casablanca? The setting or where it was shot? The setting of where the story takes place. Is it in Morocco? Yep. Yeah! Morocco. It could have, it could have stretched it to be France, because we'll always have Paris. Uh, well, you said Maine, though, so yes. it would be hard yes. to interpret that as being Maine. Well, I could, I could actually, I could hear you say, actually. Actually. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you stole my thunder, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, good. Coming back strong. I like it. I'm gonna we're gonna ride this wave. Have you seen Casablanca? Yes, I did. I like uh at some point last year I watched it for the first time in my life. That's right. It was and I actually did enjoy it. It was actually it a was. Good movie. It was I my uncle actually turned me on to a whole bunch of those um Humphrey Bogart that that era of movies cinema. So I still gotta watch like the Maltese Falcon. Another great one. Which isn't the only other Bogart movie I could even name, so private dick anyway so, uh, someday i gotta watch citizen kane i still i've still never seen that but i mean it's a every professional critics list of best movie of all time it, I, I don't know anyways so i have a string because i like strings i'm a cat of trivia questions about your favorite and my up there and almost nobody else enjoys it saturday night live <laughs> oh god dang when you when you put it like that now the pressure's on. I have to get them correct. Pressure's kind of on. But there's a string of them, so you should get at least one. You should get Wayne's at least one. World. Party time? Excellent. Excellent. All right. So without further ado, okay. who was the first person Lauren Michaels hired for SNL? Uh, I'll even give you a kind of a hint. It was a woman. Jane Curtin. No. No. Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> I do not know. Gilda Radner. Oh, God. I almost threw that out there after I'd said that. But Yeah. I saw the, the instant regret in your eyes. Okay. Who was the youngest cast member to join at age 17? Which seems weird. Eddie Murphy. No, that era, though. That decade. Belushi. Belushi. Not, Belushi was 70s. Oh, you said it very, was that era. Very short-lived. Famous. You know who, you know who he is, absolutely. I don't also know. very short-lived. Anthony Michael Hall. Really? Him and Robert Downey Jr. were on at the same time. I and didn't know he was like, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, like a year. Like, I guess they bombed. They were just were not good on it or something. Huh. Yeah, Iron Man Whoa. could not hack it on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Um, so, Keenan Thompson 
has two distinctions for Saturday Night Live. Can you name one or the other? Like two records. One's a lot harder than the other one. Well, longer, longest running. Yep, longest tenured cast member. As of the 2019-2020 season, he was the longest running cast member. So that's one. So you got that one. But there's another one that's weird. Like you'd, I'd be surprised so, if it did. I'm just going to throw this out there. Played most characters? No, it has something to do with his age. Well, he's certainly not the youngest that Lorne Michael hired because that's Anthony Michael Hall. Right. But his age when he was born. Okay, not his age when he was born. That's oh, stupid. so was he born the year Saturday Night Live? No, he wouldn't have been born. With you're close. You, you're in the ballpark there. There's no way he was born the year Saturday Night Live became. Uh, that, well, I'll just say it. He was the first cast member ever to be born after it was on the air. Oh, okay. All right. That, nope, that makes perfect sense. So not hire the youngest, but he was the first one ever born. Like he, he didn't exist when that show started. He was the first yeah. one that could say that. He's got some of my favorite characters. He's great. He's I don't I don't haven't watched that as like a sit down watch it on Saturday Night Live. I've only ever watched clips, but I feel like he's like absolutely the backbone of that show right now, and has probably has been for at least ten years. Yeah. Um. All right. So there's two women from SNL to win Emmys for their work. Gilda Radner was one of them. Who's the other one? More re- much more recent. It's got to be uh, Emmys. Won an Emmy. Yeah. So the girl that plays Ellen. I don't know who plays Ellen. She's um, is she a bitch? <laughs> she's a bitch. She's gotta stay away from her because she's a bitch. Oh, that's I'm... throwing me off. Molly Shannon. No, I've been I've been doing this the whole time. Oh. <laughs> and it's not exactly the right part, but I, it was close enough. And it oh, okay. So, okay. I I told you that I thought. Do you remember me telling you that I thought this was the end of the movie? Yeah, you you missed. I I missed like the she last the twenty whole, minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's the crazy. elevator comes up and it right. Cut yeah. off, and I'm like, oh, that's the end of the movie. That's nuts. Um, think uh, I could give you a hint, but it would so totally give it away. Who's like the most crazy? Oh, Kristen Wiig. Close, same era, same generation. Like crazy over the top, does every character under the sun, throws herself completely into all of them. Yeah, I know who that is, and she she's the girl that plays Ellen. She plays. I, I don't know. Yeah. Ruth Gins, uh, Ginsburg. She plays. Yeah, she's, and I know her name. I just can't think of it. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, Kate McKinnon. Okay, so you had it. I just didn't know. Yeah, I I couldn't think of her name off the top of my head. Is she? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. She actually, um, I didn't know she was. I mean, it doesn't surprise me just because. Yeah, I can't say I'm shocked. I don't know. It just seems like that's. She was doing. She was introducing Ellen at Ellen's like um, I don't know some award show. It was one of the. It was maybe the Emmys this year, and they were doing like a special award for Ellen, and she. She said that Ellen made it easier for actresses or people like her to come out of the closet. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. yeah, makes sense. Not that, that there's anything wrong with that. That's solid. <laughs> <laughs> we we have to get the rest of development quotes to break and just jump right into the Seinfeld stuff. I think. Right. <laughs> oh, so we got Shrinkage. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so kind of trivia, but more of a quiz. Do you know why they say it's live from New York on Saturday night? Like why they chose it that way? the story behind it at all no i don't the original title was just called nbc saturday night because there's a show on a competing network called uh saturday night live with howard cosell so when they so the original show they didn't want to call it saturday night live so the original show was called nbc saturday night but i guess by the time the show went on the air this howard cosell was gone but they already started recording saying live from new york is saturday night and just stuck with it huh. weird interesting howard cosell made us an inadvertent social touchstone. Whoa, shit. I just lost my... Do you know the 
uh, studio that Saturday Night Live is filmed in? 54. Nope. Evan awesome. Studio 8H. And I have sat in the audience. For live taping? No. Oh. When we went to New York City, we did a tour of 30 Rock, 30 Rockefeller. And they take you on like this random, like different days of the week. They have different parts of the building you can tour. Yeah. And on the day that we went, we could tour Jimmy Fallon's studio. And we sat in the sat in the seats for the audience there. And then we sat in the seats for Studio 8H, which is Saturday Night Live. It's pretty close. I mean. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll tell you right now that it won't surprise you at all, but it is tiny. It is. Oh, yeah. A postage stamp it it almost like they do such a good job of making it look big hmm. but the stage where the musical acts go on is itty bitty and the area that they have to do sketches is i mean it's probably the size of your living room i wonder if it makes it better like contains a lasso so they sound louder or i don't know i wonder if that yeah. the, and the audience is literally right there huh. like like they have these auditorium style seats that are like three or four deep and then they have floor seating and you know at the beginning when they're doing like some sort of gag where people are sitting in the audience or stuff like that that right. that area is small that's it and, the, and they are <laughs> and when the the host comes out to do their monologue they're probably two or three feet from the front row what you see is all you get damn yeah it's it's crazy huh that'd be cool though i would love to go to a live show yeah that does lead into the last question okay so there is one sketch that is infamous for I'm trying to think how to phrase this like a trivia. So it's infamous for a reason. It's the only sketch that ever like got this dubious honor. It is uh it was called Jack the Stripper and it was just Gilbert Gottfried going around flashing people in London. And because of what happened, Gottfried and most of the cast and writers were fired shortly after. What was it that happened or didn't happen? In this sketch. Was it a penis live on TV? I'm guessing no. They didn't say that, but I can't imagine that actually showed Gottfried's dick. Maybe his ass? Well, think about it this way. It's literally Gilbert Gottfried walking around London, open a trench coat, trench coat, flashing people, and they call it Jack the Stripper. Oh, so it was presumed that he'd have something actually covering his parts when he was flashing the supposed victims, but he actually didn't have any underwear? I don't know. I didn't say, but that might have helped, actually. I don't know. <laughs> what happened? It's what didn't happen. It's the one sketch in SNL history that did not draw a single laugh. Really? Apparently, this thing hit, and not a single fucking person in the audience laughed even once at the whole thing. And it caused just not just Gilbert Gottfried, but all, most of the cast and writers involved with it to get fired right afterwards. Wow. Which tells me it happened. It must have happened in the 80s. Because I guess from what I've heard... a, whole, a thousand times is the 80s with this yeah, lost black, decade black of hole. crap yeah. yeah like the the show almost went off the year because it was so bad eddie murphy's the only thing that kept it alive yeah well, so yeah that is my snl trivia you got one it's uh saturday night well, actually it's sunday morning now we started saturday night so that's we started on saturday night oh. all right well i think yeah. that we've uh we've done a good job works for me and we've managed to Spread this episode over this entire movie. I know. It is the end <laughs> of the movie. That's great. <laughs> I, got, that? I got to do a podcast and watch Aliens. <gasps> you boiler. Broke, broke the seal. I did. I know. I, a lot of people are just scratching their heads the entire time. Go, what are they talking about? Yeah. Yeah. If you lasted this long. <laughs>
I had aliens playing in the background of this podcast. All right. Well, I will. Um, I'll sign us off. All right. I'm Who are you? Quite obviously, Tom. You real kazoo with them. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah. I gotta be Bob Meat Flute Scully. <laughs> All right. And until next time, hopefully next week. Give me your Monday milk. As long as your Monday milk is not uh, full of coronavirus. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, COVID free oak nuggets. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.